0: Here's the problem. Culture has changed and is dragging our teens through the mud under the banner of progress. Parents are confused about how to connect, what works and doesn't work, and how to engage a teen that seems to be coming more and more distant. This book, Tough Guys and Drama Queens, helps parents understand the nature of today's teen culture, grasp those styles that no longer work, and presents methods of practical helps for parents to restore, maintain, and grow their relationship with their teen. I wrote this book with parents of teens and preteens in mind, believing that if parents had some more parenting tools in their parenting toolbox, they would remain the mighty influence during their teen's most difficult years. Here's another neat thing. There's a curriculum series of the same title that I know can help your small group in dealing with the issues every parent faces during their child's teen years. It even comes with a participants and a leader's guide. And you can get this book and the curriculum series at www.toughguysanddramaqueens.com. That's toughguysanddramaqueens.com. You'll love it. And your teens will love you more because you've taken the time to understand their world and how you can better help them flourish. Welcome to Parenting Today's Teens, a daily podcast that provides stories, insights, and wisdom to help you as a parent gain a deeper relationship with your team. On today's episode, Mark Gregston and Wayne Shepherd dive into a topic that will challenge, encourage and inspire you as you parent your team. Let's listen in.
1: Today, Mark, we're going to talk about relating to your teen being more important than winning. I'm looking forward yeah. to this conversation.
0: Yeah, and the whole point of this, Wayne, is this. is, is it Sometimes we feel like we have this program that we've got to hold to, and we've got to make sure that our program wins in disciplining our child or engaging with our child. And so that becomes the main focus, more so than having a relationship with our child. You know, let me say that when doing your job as a parent becomes more important than the relationship that you have with him or her, a reorganization of priorities is in line. Something's
1: out of whack there. That's
0: right. A dad made this comment to me after a seminar. He said, I was so concerned about becoming the father that my wife wanted me to be that I forgot to be the dad that God designed me oh, for. It
1: says it, doesn't it?
0: I didn't get the Father of the Year award, and I missed the hearts of my children all through their teen years. Mm. See, I mean, they were more concerned about... Winning and making sure we're doing the right thing as a parent than they were about developing a relationship with their child. That's the most important thing in parenting,
1: and that deserves some more conversation, which we will have today here on Parenting Today's Teens. Well, Mark, as we get started today, I'm holding a couple of questions from parents that I think really uh, gets us going here in the direction we need to go. Uh, can I share these uh, these questions with you, bet, you? and then you, you can bet. answer them during the program here today? This one comes from a parent who says, "I make sure we eat dinner together." But the kids hate my open-ended questions and shut down. (laughs) It's not a nice family time. What should I do? And then here's another question: How should I handle a daughter who has an attitude problem and always rolls her eyes? Yeah, okay. That's descriptive, isn't it?
0: Yeah, it it is. You know, I mean, I mean, is it typical that guys kind of shut down around the table, you know, and, and daughters roll their eyes? Yeah, I mean, I think that's the tough guys and drama queens mentality. But here's the problem: If we back it up just a little bit, if you have a discipline problem at home you have a relationship problem. Hmm. You know, and and the relationship problem in both of these, it's not disrespect of why your child is shutting down or your daughter is rolling their eyes. They don't understand the purpose of it. I mean, that's the bigger issue. Okay. And as a parent, if it's it's our job to to share the purpose of why we're engaging. Now that doesn't mean that we sit down. Well, the reason that we're talking today is so <laughs> that I can know you better. But it's it's I just want to engage with you. I just want to be a part of your life. I just want to have a relationship with you. You know, I think it's engaging in some way. But if, if a if a child feels like they're being interrogated and you're having questions around the table, yes, they're going to shut down. If they feel like you're trying to figure out what's going on in their life, because you don't do it at any other time. trying
1: to pry some secret out of them. That's right.
0: We're not in an interrogation room, you know, being beat to death with questions. And the rolling of the eyes, usually that's just because that's so stupid. Why would you ask something like that? They don't understand what engagement is. And we all know that kids don't understand about relating with one another because they live in the shallow end of the relationship pool. Mm-hmm. And so they don't know how to engage like you and I have learned how to engage. So it is the responsibility of mom and dad to teach a child what it is to engage with one another. And maybe everything around the table that you have is, is more about laughing and having a good time. I remember my mom saying, no laughing at the table. Oh, no. no laughing at the table. Well, what are you supposed to do then? <laughs> Cry? I bet you were in trouble a lot, oh, weren't you? you? You go, well, why would, why would you not want to laugh around the table? I think that ought to be one of the goals of, a, of dinner time with your family.
1: Because it represents a relationship.
0: That's right. Okay, and somebody who says, okay, well, I want to win on the program and maybe miss it on the relationship side, oh, we've got to have a family devotion, and that's more important than the relationship. Well, let me share with you the most important thing is your relationship. You know, and then you will have a family devotion by engaging in the relationship. Because we all know that when kids move up into the adolescent years, they want to know wisdom. They don't need any more information. And they get it through observation, that which they see, reflection, what they think about, and experience, that which they experience around the table. Okay, what is a child seeing when they look at you at dinner time. And let that be the lesson to go, okay, what are they observing? And then what do they think about? And really what are they experiencing? When a child leaves the dinner table with me, I want them to have a good time. I wanna give them something to think about but I want them to see me enjoying their presence, not just sitting back and making sure that I do the right thing and have the family devotion or I pray the right way. Checked all
1: the boxes. That's
0: right. And there's nothing wrong with those things. Please don't hear me saying that. There's a part of it where the relationship becomes key. So if you have a child that's sitting around the table that hates the prayer time, is adamant about pushing you away whenever you do that, or you try to have a family devotion and they're pushing back, Perhaps one of the best things to do is to not have it, and then focus on the relationship. Because if you have a discipline problem, you have a relationship mm-hmm. problem, and it's just taken a few steps back, God can wait, and He will mm-hmm. use you in the relationship just as much as in the family devotion that you have.
1: Keep the end goal in mind.
0: That's right. And, and it's to engage in such a way that you're giving them a taste of the character of God.
1: Well, give us an idea of what a picture of a healthy relationship looks like.
0: Well, I think the number one thing is that communication is happening, that you you are focused on making sure that we're communicating around the table. My style is to engage in questions. Yeah, you do that so well. And I do it enough that I'll keep asking questions about questions, and they'll say, (laughs) "Um, why do you ask so many questions? And I'll say, what, do you think I am? You know, I mean, I'm always engaging in questions. It's what I've learned, and I'm comfortable with that, asking questions around the table. And then you have families where kids go... I don't want to be asked questions. Okay, so how do you engage differently? It may be that you start sharing some imperfections of your life, that you share the challenges that you went through that day, that you share just some observations that you see with the idea of of bringing them to a point of having a discussion. You want to make sure that communication is happening. Now, if, if questions is the number one issue for me, and I say, okay, that's how I'm going to do it, and I forget about the relationship, then I've now moved into that I'm winning Mm -hmm. by doing what I think is right. It's more of an
1: interrogation. That's right, but
0: I need to to focus on the relationship.
1: And it's important for teens to feel like they belong uh, together in this
0: family. Everyone belongs. You know, do this, mom, dad, take more pictures and put them up on the walls of your home let a child know that they belong in your family. Make it a place of rest and inclusion, not one that alienates somebody. And if you're going to have those discussions where you alienate somebody, don't do it around the dinner table. Mm-hmm. Let the dinner table or that place where you come and sit and spend time together be a place that, that offers a, a non-teachable moment where you can just sit and enjoy the presence of one another.
1: But rules and consequences are part of a healthy relationship. Oh, absolutely, aren't
0: they? absolutely. You've got to have that and they've got to be known. There's got to be no guesswork in uh, into what is inappropriate and what is appropriate. And kids have got to know the consequences for those things. So that's
1: part of the picture as well of a healthy relationship. You know, I
0: think so. I and I and I think that that everybody's trying to be honest. Everybody's trying to engage in such a way that that uh, uh, that, that everybody knows you're going to hear the truth when you sit around the table that's healthy. And the other part that's even a greater indicator of healthiness is if there's laughter around mm-hmm. the table. So I tell parents all the time, spend time talking about what you need to, but have a joke, have a story, have, tell something funny that's all gone dead. on. <laughs> oh, I know. It, and I mean, even if they don't laugh, sometimes they just, hearing you laugh gives them permission for them to laugh, yeah. and that's got to be one of the goals. And don't
1: we have to guard against uh, correcting and making you know negative comments at the table?
0: You know, there should be one time a week that you do that with teens. Now, earlier with kids in their earlier years, it's, it may be every day, every minute for some, <laughs> but in the teen years, spread it out, only give it to them one time a week, where you're sitting down and saying, hey, here's some things we can work on in a little bit, but don't make it every day. If you and I were corrected every day that we went into work, we would not work there no, very long. That's well. right. Yeah. Hey, I'm going to tell you about our friends at Pathway Healthcare. Um, these guys, I love these guys. They deal with kids who are 18 and older. Uh, they give psychiatric care, medical license counseling, and medication management for both addiction and psychiatric care. And and I, why I love them is that, is that they sound so much like what I believe in and what I've been doing all my life, but it's just for an older kid. You know this, that I can't take older kids into the program that we have at Heartlight. We deal with kids that are 13 to through 17 years of age. And so we refer all of our people to Pathway Healthcare, and they've given us a special number. And I want you to write this down. If you have an 18-year-old or above that's struggling through some issues in life, that number is 972-HELPFUL. 972-HELPFUL. So it's 972 435 7385, or you can find out more information about them at pathwayhealthcare.com. You're going to love these guys as much as I do.
1: I do have a question, Mark, as we talk about making sure our focus is on having a good relationship with our teen and not just winning and checking all the right boxes. Do you make a distinction between a relationship with our teen and having a friendship with our teen?
0: I do. I do. You know what? I don't think kids need any more friendships with parents. I think they need a relationship. I think that parental relationship is different. I think what it offers in engagement and experience and value and and time and, and the sharing of wisdom, they're not going to get that from friends. They can get that from a parent. And so I, I want it to be a relationship and not just limit it to a friendship. Yeah. I think those parents that raise their kids as a friend quickly move to a time where they have a difficulty learning that you're not equals. Mm-hmm. You know, you're you're two different people. Mm-hmm. And and I think that's, I want to have a relationship, but I'm not a friend. An example of this, I let a little girl use my cell phone last week, and I said, hey, you can take a picture of yourself and send it to your mom and just tell her hi. Well, she takes my phone, takes the picture, sends it to her mom, gets on Snapchat, a, a social networking deal, and... and you know, gets into it and sends the picture to a boyfriend and then writes about this and this. And they're not supposed to be doing that. Huh. And I said, sweetheart, for just a few minutes of you wanting to be in control and not listening to me, you now lose a lifetime of ever using my she phone again. She took advantage of it, didn't she? She did. Yeah. She did. And, and she said, were you mad at me? I said, well, no, I'm not mad at you. I just, You're just never going to use my phone again. Well, now you hate me. No, <laughs> oh, I don't hate you. Yeah, I don't hate you at all. I, you, you're you just never going to use my phone again. I think kids sometimes have a difficulty distinguishing in between relationships and friendships. Now, if a friend would not allow you to do that, you must not like them anymore. But the relationship that I want with them is completely different. Sure, I want to have a relationship, but you're not going to take advantage of me. Mm-hmm. You're going to listen to what I say, and, and you've got to follow the rules that I line out. Okay, as a friend, I can't do that. As a parent, I
1: can't. It's an important distinction. That's right. All right, what if your relationship with your teen needs to be rebuilt? What, what advice do you have for parents? Boy, great,
0: great question. You know, the first thing is start asking questions of your child. And if your child shuts down every time that you... Uh, ask a question, say this, look, 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 I want you to know something. I know we're not getting along. I know you're miserable and I'm not happy. And I want something to be different. And would you want anything to be different? Because I'm not going to fight you anymore. I'm not going to allow the disrespect to continue. I want something to be different. Moms, dads, do this, do this on, a, on a birthday the next birthday, do it on Independence Day, do it on Memorial Day. I want to remember this past year as something that we're going to do different. You know, a new year, let's start in a, a new and a fresh, let's do something different. I think you engage differently and you start talking to them going, let's go out and spend some time meeting and I just want to tell you something. Mm-hmm. If they're used to your constant questions and they feel like that's either nagging or interrogating, then don't ask questions just start sharing your heart with the intent of getting them to share their heart.
1: And then just quickly, um, do we own our own mistakes when we talk with our teen about uh, having a better relationship?
0: That's the first place that I go. I go, I want you to know that I've missed your heart and I and I haven't done things right. And I've, I've been a parent that just hasn't, I haven't taken the time and I've been way too busy. And at the same time, I express frustrations that, that, they might have, or I might have, or if I've been judgmental, I want them to know that I recognize that and I'm working on it. And I, and I want to decide on some tangible ways to move forward. Okay, what can we do to make this different? Let's do some things. Let's go eat dinner. Let's spend some time talking, but commit to doing something different. That's the biggest issue. Thanks for listening to Parenting Today's Teens. For more information, you can visit parentingtodaysteens.org, heartlightministries.org, or markgregston.com. Join us back here tomorrow for another great episode. We'll talk to you then.